0: 49ers unscripted podcast this week super excited to be joined by 49ers offensive weapon Kyle Juszczyk join us on the pod juice how you doing how's everything treating you
1: I'm doing great and uh, I love an introduction that doesn't define me as a fullback (laughs) offensive weapon I like that
0: Yeah, you can't be defined just as a fullback, and that's perfectly what I wanted to talk about to get this started. Um, It was imperative to have you on the pot this week following that week seven outing. Going into the game, we spoke with uh, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, and he was extremely complimentary of you, calling you the best fullback in the game. You solidified his statement putting on a heck of a performance, not only as a ball carrier, not only as a run blocker, but also a pass catcher. I mean, all in all, that's why we can't just limit you to being a fullback. You do it all. But how would you assess your performance in week seven?
1: It was good. Um, Honestly, I was just having fun out there. I love being involved in so many different ways. So, you know, like you said, getting the chance to carry the ball, to catch the ball, to have some critical blocks, all those kind of things that's what I get up for. That's what gets me excited. I mean, you can see in the TV copies, I'm grinning from ear to ear. on, uh, you know, anytime I touch the ball or anytime I make a big block like that. So I have fun out there. And uh, to get that kind of recognition from the opposing coach and especially one like Bill Belichick, that definitely means a lot, you know, because um, anytime your opponent can recognize, you know, what kind of play you are, and especially when uh, it's someone to the magnitude of Bill Belichick, uh, that's legit. That's what you're trying to do.
0: And you said on Twitter, I believe you said, when I'm in Massachusetts, the tight end in me likes to come out. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with
1: that? <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, Harvard is in Massachusetts, and uh, not, not a lot of guys on the team knew where Harvard was at. Um, but it was National uh, Tight End Day, and uh, George made me an honorary tight end, and um, I did play tight end in college, so. Uh, you know, just taking a little shot uh, in my college days and, uh, you know, showing that I can perform as a tight end as well.
0: I called it National Fullback Day because I feel like your impact on the game goes beyond countable numbers. But you created a number of holes for, uh, holes for the 49ers running backs, Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty. 49ers saw their best rushing output of the season versus the Patriots. In a situation like we saw on Sunday, is this something that's Kyle Shanahan scheming it up? Is it the talent of the 49ers backup running backs? What led to the success on the ground that we saw last week?
1: It's definitely a combination of both those things. Um, But really, I think the biggest thing was just the mentality. It was the mentality of our entire offense. Um, I kept telling um, anybody that would listen to me when when we went out there for warm ups on Sunday, something just felt different. The energy in that locker room was different. Um, and I knew when, when we stepped out there that we were going to bring it to them and we were going to be the more physical team. Um, you know, Kyle talked about going into the game that it was going to be an ice bag game like we were expecting this to be a slug match. Um, and we just we, we came out there and we brought it to them before they could bring it to us. And uh, I think that led to uh, you know some really good success running the ball.
0: All right. I want to talk about running the ball. Jeff Wilson Jr. in particular earned Pepsi Player of the Week. It was Heck a career yeah. game for the former undrafted free agent. Uh, he stepped up in place over he Mostard. Unfortunate ending to the game, but on the positive side, like Kyle Shanahan said, he won't be gone for too long. But what's been your impressions of Jeff and his ability to step up when called upon?
1: It's just the crazy thing is that nobody in our building is surprised. Like none of us are ever surprised when any of these backs come in and do what they do, whether it's been Jeff or hasty or jet or Raheem or Tevin, like every one of these guys, it's like, Oh yeah, we see that in practice every day. We know he's going to do that. Um, And and Jeff, he, what I love about Jeff is that he never gets down, uh, you know, and the fact like early in the season, you know, he, he's not high on the depth chart. Like, and he, you know, he sees that and he recognizes that, but he never lets it get to him. Whenever he gets a moment to get called upon, he always answers. Um, I mean, he, he did it in the Super Bowl last year. It's not like he's getting a ton of reps, but he got called on to run some choice routes and he went out there and he made some big plays. Um, Arizona last season, he played one snap, one snap and it was the game winning touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so like, He's just, he's just one of those guys that you know you can always count on when he gets his number called, uh, and everybody was just so happy for him to see him have you know, such a complete game like he did on Sunday.
0: Yeah, the running back group as a whole has taken some big hits this season due to injuries, but each guy has had to step up at some point in the year. But what's the mentality of this group just being able to continue to step up for one another when called upon?
1: We just all really love each other. And like, we just, we want to see everyone do good. And it's not, it's never one of those things that like, okay, you know, I'm down. I don't want to see someone step in my place and do well. Like it it couldn't be more of the opposite. Um, You know, when somebody goes down, we really want to see our brother go out there and do well. And we're all rooting for each other. So um, we're, we're happy to see each other succeed.
0: So I want to know a little bit more about Jermichael Hasty. I mean, given this offseason, the 49ers fans weren't given much of a chance to get to know him. But Sunday was his his biggest outing so far this season. Tell us a little bit about Jamichael and what makes him such a good fit for this group.
1: Jermichael, he's been so impressive to me. Um, he's just, he's been a student of the game. Like anytime we're in meetings, he if he gets called upon, it's an instant answer, and it's correct, and it's precise, um, and he, he's not one that, you know, goes around and talks too much, you know, he's kind of that rookie who, who sits back and kind of, you know, he talks when you speak to him, um, but he also has been super impressive on the field with just, he, he probably has the best feet in our in our running back group out of anybody which is a lot to say because there, there's some good footwork in our room but he has the quickest feet this guy can stop on an absolute dime and i i promise you when when we do one-on-ones with our linebackers nobody is jumping to the front of the line to try and cover him <laughs> <laughs> he 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 does some special things in one-on-ones um and he just he fits right into the group you know uh he he Kind of lead, or he goes by everyone else's examples ahead of him. uh, And he's just been consistent every single day.
0: We talked to Hasty last week where we got to discuss how he ended up with the 49ers. And his biggest thing was his eagerness to play under Coach Bobby Turner, uh, former Falcons assistant general manager and now NFL Network Scott Pioli. He wrote a whole piece on Coach Turner and how he's been successful with his running backs, his old school style, no nonsense, but but a very positive and process driven coach. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Coach Bobby T and what makes him one of the best out there.
1: Bobby T is the absolute best. And I've, he's so underrated and just, you, you don't hear about him. He's kind of in the shadows a lot. Um, but he really is what holds our group together. He, I think the biggest thing about him is he holds us all so accountable. You know, he, uh, other position groups, they see us, we're, we're mid-practice and Bobby T's quizzing us on what we got in the next play. And other position groups are looking at us like, oh my gosh, like you guys got it rough. But really, like, we, we love it. He keeps us on, a, um, you know, on our assignments. We never go out there and don't know what we're doing. And I think that's why we're able to play so freely and play so fast. You see, with every one of us, everybody just plays fast, and you never see any hesitation. And I think that's because Bobby T. holds us so accountable. Um, but he, we also, when we're in our meeting group, uh, you know, we like to cut it loose. Like, we have fun with each other because we know we, when we do things right on the field, we can relax a little bit when we're in the, in the uh, meeting rooms. And that's where you really um, get that bond and you grow as a group uh, because you're getting your job done and you're having fun with each other.
0: A big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface plays a huge role in preparation and game day for the San Francisco 49ers. And as a proud partner and the preferred laptop of the San Francisco 49ers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools needed to succeed both on and off the field. So I want to talk about what lies ahead for this 49ers team. There's a lot of talk about just this gauntlet of teams that you guys have coming up. Uh, you guys, yet again, for the second year in a row, you seem to have one of the toughest remaining strengths of schedule coming up. Is that anything that's ever discussed in the locker room or is our focus just kind of staying on what's ahead?
1: Yeah. honest. I mean, it's been, it's been brought up. Like we're all aware of it. Um, but something I said two weeks back, you know, when things weren't looking good, we were two and three and, you know, that that turned the gauntlet of uh, games that we had coming up. Um, you know, you're reading about it. That's all you hear about in the media. I just really stressed to everyone in the locker room that it sounds cliche, but you really have to focus just one week at a time. Like, when you take it just one game at a time, everything – it's just not as – it's just not as such a big of a task. It's not – you know, it doesn't weigh you down. You don't, you're not look, like looking so far ahead. It just, if you just handle the opponent that's in front of you, things don't seem so bad. You know, you just take it one week at a time. I don't know. It. I'm trying to think of a better way of like explaining it other than saying, take one week at a time, because that right. like is so cliche. Um, but it just, it also, it seems like, whenever there's that gauntlet or like a long um, stretch of games that feels like it's, man, this is such a a tough stretch of opponents. Teams never seem to be exactly what you thought they were when you get to that point, you know, like it's the NFL is so tricky that it, the good teams don't always stay good and the bad teams don't always stay bad. So you're looking at the schedule and you're like, Oh, you know, we got some easy ones and we got some really tough ones. And that just gets totally flipped on its head so often. So you really can't worry about that. You just have to worry about uh, how that team looks the week you play them.
0: I actually just spoke with Peter Schrager, and we were talking about a very similar thing. And he was saying that, you know, when you look at the 49ers schedule, everyone's saying, oh, no, 49ers have to prepare for this team. 49ers have to prepare for that team. But he said, in reality, a lot of these teams are now looking at the 49ers saying, we have to prepare for the 49ers on our schedule. So I agree with what you're saying. That can completely change. And and this is definitely, as we've seen over these last two weeks, a team that's a little more feared than people may have thought a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, we are the reigning NFC champs. Um, we're, you know, we're no slouches over here and teams do have to prepare for us and, I, I do feel like uh, we've gotten back to our brand of football and we're really starting to believe in ourselves again. And this group has gelled. Um, I, you know, I say we're the reigning NFC champions, but every, every year really is a new year and it's a new team. And you have to um, kind of figure out your chemistry and start to gel together. Uh, and I feel like this group is starting to do that
0: right now. You said you guys have gotten back to yourselves, how you guys know how to play football. Do you know what could have potentially just kind of helped kind of jumpstart this season? Was it kind of a fire lit under you guys after, you know, the, that game against Miami? Anything you can attest to the recent success?
1: Um, I just think that, you know, we're, we're starting to get some guys back that are healthy, and I think we're, we've we been running the ball. We've been playing good complementary defense. Um, I mean, you've seen it last week. When, the, when we did have a turnover, our defense held them to three points. Or if our defense gets a turnover, we capitalize, we go score a touchdown. Like, that is so critical when it comes to the final score and just how you play complementary football. Um, and that's something that we've, kind of, that we've put back together now. And uh, I think that's been really the key to, you know, our recent success.
0: All right, so you said it best. You can't look too far ahead. It all starts with the very next game, and that very next game is in Seattle. Uh, It's kind of going back to where it all started for you guys, that playoff run last year. Uh, A big divisional match, but before I talk about the 49ers and Seahawks, I want to know what's the biggest rivalry, 49ers, Seahawks, or Harvard and Yale?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Harvard and Yale. There's no question. (laughs) 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 that's that's just fierce and people don't understand the magnitude of it
0: (laughs) so going out to century link field this week and i think about when this offense takes the field and my experience being there last year for that um that week 17 game And just hearing the fans, that was my first time at CenturyLink, and they certainly have an effect on the game, especially when it hits that third down and whatever the case may be. But how do you think the dynamic changes you guys going into Seattle, but there's no fans?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm being honest. Like I do think there is a difference. Um, you know, I, we've played in enough games now with no fans that I, I can, I can just be straight up and say, it definitely makes a difference. It, it's a different game. Uh, and it is really tough to go in there and play against the 12th man. Like it is deafening. And when it's hard to communicate, it makes things tough on offense. It, it really does. Um, so I do think, you know, that's, that that's a positive for us that right now that they, that they don't have fans, but um, but that no, by no means means that it's going to be easy. You know, that's, it's still, that's um, a small part of, you know, the whole equation. Uh, but we know that, you know, Seattle's defense, you know, they, they've been catching some slack recently, but I'm smart enough to know that a defense led by um, Bobby Wagner uh, is not one that I'm about to go sleep on. So, you know, we're still counting on them uh, to, to bring their absolute best.
0: Yeah. I feel like those divisional matches are, you, you cannot count out anybody because those are always like those hard fought uh, down to the wire games, especially looking at how a lot of Seattle's games have played out this season or even going dating back the last couple of seasons. They've had some wild finishes here, but uh, you guys will be donning the white uniforms. They say, look good, feel good, play good. Are you a fan (laughs) of the white uniforms?
1: Oh, huge fan. I, I, I wish we won for every away game. Honestly. I mean, you you definitely you do you feel different because you know like gosh i look good <laughs> and i love it anytime we wear them and like Kyle brings us up for the you know uh, as a team before we go out there he, every single time the first thing says he like he looks around he's like man you guys look good and it's like yeah we know <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm a big fan
0: yeah they look good and hopefully you guys are feeling good and playing good as well but um Before we let you go, we have two things that we have to discuss with you, Juice. And the first one is a story that not many people know about. You and I had a discussion about it, (laughs) but I feel like we need to clarify some things and I want to give you this platform to share. But I learned about a story during the Pro Bowl a couple of years back where you were so kind to um, get Patrick Mahomes' room number
1: he was so kind to give it.
0: To me. <laughs> I'll let you tell it. Go ahead. Tell us the story. Yeah.
1: So, um, Pro Bowl a couple of years ago, and you know, it's it's kind of tradition that um, you know the the older guys try to get the younger guys room number so you can charge something to their room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never done it. It wasn't my first Pro Bowl either. So, like, I hadn't done it yet, and I had heard all the stories about how it used to be crazy back in the day. Like, you don't tell anybody your room number. Like, that was the biggest mistake you could make. Well, we're, we're on the bus back from, uh, from practice, coming back to the hotel, and um, a lot of the Chiefs players are there uh, on our bus, and uh, Anthony Sherman, their fullback, I can't remember how the conversation was going, but it was was basically like, yeah, Pat, like what, what's your room number? I'll come by later. And he like, looks at me like winks, like, yo, watch this. And Mahomes just announces it to the whole bus. So I'm like, all right, if no one else takes advantage of this, like I'm going to, this guy's about to get, you know, he's going to get paid. We all knew that was coming. Yeah. I don't know if we knew there was going to be half a billion dollars, but we knew this guy was going to, was going (laughs) to make some bread. Um, so Mahomes was so, so nice of him to treat my family to breakfast the next morning. We uh, we we signed his name and his room number, and uh, he still doesn't know it yet. But next time I see him, I'm gonna have to him know.
0: <laughs> I can promise you, he is not missing any of the dollars that came from that. Book. I
1: don't think he is, <laughs> so I don't feel too bad about it.
0: No, not at all. Um, that is definitely one of my favorite stories. When you, when I first heard about that, I was like, the faithful have to hear about this. because It is, <laughs> it is incredible. Um, sorry, Pat, but uh, yeah, you, you can afford it. It's okay.
1: Appreciate the, appreciate breakfast, Pat.
0: Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> feel, like, feel like he owes us one anyways. Okay, definitely. so as we are on the topic of food, one thing that we do in every podcast, okay, it's going to get tricky here. Okay. We take a food item, a signature food item from each city that we plant. And with that item, we use each layer, so to speak, to describe a different position group or player on the 49ers roster. So when you guys were in New York, we talked to a couple of guys and we did pizza. So we did the crust and they said what position group represents the crust, who represents the sauce, so on and so forth. Does that make a little sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, this week was really challenging because um, Seattle isn't really known for their food. They're known for their coffee but uh, they take their seafood very seriously. So have you ever done the flying fish at Pike Place Market out there?
1: I haven't, I've seen videos of it, but I haven't done it myself.
0: I haven't either, I don't want a fish flying at my face, so (laughs) it's okay. They're known for seafood and their Seattle dog. So their Seattle dog is a Seattle style hot dog. It's topped with cream cheese, sauteed onions, and it's often sold like late night, you know, after you leave a bar or something or like a food cart. Have you ever had one of those?
1: No, I cream cheese on a hot dog is an interesting uh, yeah. combination.
0: It's it's interesting. But for those who are listening and they like a Seattle dog, we're going to do this one for them. Okay. So okay. here I'll, I'll run down the yeah. items that come on it and we will break it down position by position. So we have the toasted bun. We have cream cheese. We have the Polish sausage, we have the grilled onions, and we're topping it off with our mustard, either yellow mustard or spicy mustard. I'm going to let you choose. But we're going to start off with our toasted hoagie roll slash bun. Which position group or player, your choice, represents yeah. the bun?
1: All right. I think the, I'm, I'm going to go the offensive line is the bun. Because really, at the end of the day, like they're kind of holding everything together. You know, everybody else kind of fits within there. So I, I think that's a good, you know, s- symbol of a, a, the offensive line is the bun for this dog.
0: I like it. 49ers O-line. Uh, they're protecting, you know, your hands from all of the goodness inside. I guess, I guess people you think that a, a Seattle dog is good. But, okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. What about cream cheese? Who is our cream cheese? Yeah. I like cream cheese on my bagels. Never had it on my hot dog, but people seem to like it
1: yeah okay cream cheese that's an interesting one um all right i'm gonna say our cream cheese is kendrick bourne because if i had to describe cream cheese i'd say it's smooth and i think kb's got some smooth moves out there this guy's he's just a smooth cat you know he's always dancing he's always laughing he's got good jokes I, I think KB is our is our cream cheese.
0: That's a really good one. I like Thank that the whole smoothness, cream cheese is smooth. Okay, yeah. I like what you're doing there. Yeah. Okay. Who's our Polish sausage? The whole reason we're getting our Seattle dog.
1: I mean, I think that goes without saying. I think I'm the Polish sausage because I'm I'm the Polish guy. <laughs> Usechek is very very Polish.
0: There so I'm going to
1: I'm going to take that one.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. What about the grilled onions?
1: <sighs> grilled onions. Hmm. I'm going to say, man, grilled onions. I'm going to give it to the running backs. Oh. Just because grilled onions are delicious. And I feel like everybody should love grilled onions. Just like everyone should love just a good hard-nosed running back group. Yeah. Like we have. How, I mean, I don't know how you could not like this group of guys, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about grilled onions. I don't know how you could not like grilled onions. They bring so much flavor. There it is. Yeah,
0: I like that a lot. The grilled onions bring the flavor. So does the 49ers running backs. I think that's a great correlation right there. All right. We're finishing this off with the mustard. Either you can use your normal yellow mustard or we can do spicy mustard. I will leave that up to you.
1: I think Jimmy Garoppolo's are, are spicy mustard.
0: Oh, brings, we're going to
1: see you know, it. the quarterback. He brings the heat. So he gets the spicy mustard.
0: I love it. And that is your 49ers Seattle dog, which kind of sounds like a contradiction of 49ers Seattle dog, but it doesn't matter. Nevertheless, <laughs> I think it's great. Um, Juice, I appreciate having you. This yep. has been an absolute blast uh, chatting with you about this 49ers. Offense about going into next week We're with the Seattle Seahawks, and even talking about a little Patrick Mahomes and Seattle Dogs. So, appreciate having you. We can't wait to see what you do this week. Uh, more of we want more offensive weapon niche.
1: That's what I like to hear. Me too.
0: All right. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Juice. Appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I had a great time.